As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In 2022, y'all got to pull the mask up over your nose. <laughs> y'all, y'all got to pull the mask up over your nose. We got to buy some really good masks, okay? KN95s, you know, whatever it's got to be. Because that Under Armour mask y'all got on, <laughs> the one that they always got to pull up over their face, the, like, I don't, I can't even understand what you're talking about because... I, you're distracting me. We gotta, we gotta change that. We, we have to. It's, it's gotta come through. Like it has. To. The vibes are right, and the ambiance is nice. We're gonna keep it fly. The tears on the mind. Let's relax, let's relax, so All right, vibes are right, ambiance is right. This is a bottle of Ken Wright Shea Vineyard Pinot Noir. It's a 2018, really, really beautifully defined Pinot Noir. Really, really good. On the nose, I'm getting a lot of strawberry um, and almost like a like a watered soil. Not like in a in a like stinky way, but in like a this was made in like really, really fine, great soil. On the palate, I'm getting cherry, I guess it's like a red fruit. I don't know if it's cherry. That's just what I'm going with right now. Plum, like an earthy mushroom. I think that also comes from the 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 scent that I get when I put it up to my nose. And then like a cola finish. Not like in a fizz way, but in like a rounded, warm sort of like that feeling you get when you drink like a really, really good pop, a good soda. So this bottle will run you about $65. Yeah, yeah, y'all know it's the end of the year. We popping some that are a little bit more pricey than we normally would. We kind of playing that thirteen to twenty five range typically. I will get down on a six dollar bottle of wine too. Keep it real. <laughs> I am from Rogers P. You know I will do that, but this is really good. It's sixty five bucks. If you have the opportunity to buy one, you absolutely should. Again, it's Ken Wright Cellar Shea Vineyard Pinot Noir. This is another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT, also known as the one and only Big Broccolini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Put your muscles up. Happy New Year to y'all, man. Happy New Year. It doesn't even feel real, honestly. I feel like it just kind of came away. By the way, I have to say, if my voice seems a little off, I feel if I feel a little hoarse to you, it's because I've been yelling the last two nights because DeMar DeRozan... <laughs> it's a fucking killer 
two back-to-back game-winning shots for the Bulls. I know, not a sports podcast, so I'm not going to go into too much of it. But when a nigga hit two back-to-back shots, especially that first one, I ran around this house like a fucking bat out of hell. <laughs> Veronica was over there doing some arts and crafts or cooking or something. I don't know. She was doing whatever she do. And, <laughs> and I just... It just took me back. So my voice is a little off if it sounds a little weird. It's not because of the equipment. The equipment's great. It's because I'm hoarse as shit. As a Bulls fan, we're doing really well. And it was a good way to start the year. And hopefully your year has, your last year has ended and the new year has come in on a high note as well. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all the cliches, but just know that I really mean them. Okay, I want you to be healthy. I want you to be wealthy. I really do, man. I really, really do. I know it's been, I guess, a rough two years. Again, it kind of started in March of 2020, so it's not we're not quite there yet to the two-year mark, but I know it's been rough. I know it has. I've experienced it. I've seen people around me experience it. Everything's harder with this pandemic. If you're going through some hard shit because of this life that we live just otherwise, and then you add this pandemic where, you know, am I sick? Do I need to go get tested? Who am I around? Can I bring this to the family? Am I good? Like, there's this craziness that this pandemic has added to a life that, as we all know, can already be wild. But you've, you've made it. You're surviving. And, you know, as hard as it may be for some of us at, at certain points, it's just beautiful to come out of it. And hopefully, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, niggas will buy some masks that can cover their faces. We can all try to figure this thing out, whether you're vaccinated, unvaccinated. How are we going to figure it out? Like it's it's this really isn't us problem. As far as I know, you know, we can get into all the conspiracies of, you know, this this doesn't affect everybody. It's man made. It's this is that I'm not even going to go into that shit because I'm not I'm not any of that. I'm not a conspiracy theorist in that way. But no matter what people believe, whether it's the crazy people on Facebook or the the other side of the crazy people on Facebook, don't matter. We got to figure it out. And I'm hoping that we will this year. Hopefully this shit will come to an end or at least be controllable. We've had plenty of things change around us and that's a constant. We know that. But I hope within all of that, again, and we're not going to make this too much about the pandemic, that you're choosing yourself. And again, all the cliches, right? But when we have what for some people will be a reset, you have got to look in the mirror and say, damn, am I doing what I need to do for me? In the simplest ways, right? That doesn't mean you go to the spa every day and, you know, you get a manicure every fucking week and whatever some people believe to be self-care. I'm talking about like, go outside and stand in the sun. I'm big on that. We have a, decently sized backyard and I just go in the middle of the backyard every day doesn't matter what the temperature is and just stand there for 10 minutes just stand there and I usually feel much better just let the sun hit me listen to the birds that's like my little thing that I do what's that little thing that you do for yourself that don't cost you no money you ain't gotta you know rely on other people to you know deliver a service or whatever the case may be what is that one thing or multiple things I'm hoping you're doing that because it'll 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 bring prosperity to you just because your mind will be clear. You'll feel better. All the things that you need to do that make you happy, finding and exploring other things that make you happy. I know a lot of us 
find therapy in like one or two things. Let's find some new shit to to bring us peace and 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 therapy. What are some different shit that we can do? That was for me. It was this podcast. It was wine. It was you know a lot of other things. I've been trying to find and explore different things because when you put it all in one basket, if that one thing gets taken away, hey, COVID, it could be rough. It can be rough. But I'm just telling you shit you already know, you know. Y'all know that. But we ain't got no time to waste. We ain't got no time to waste in life, and we damn sure ain't got no time to waste for this episode. Again, this is episode 89, 89 episodes in 89 weeks, and I am just over the moon thankful for anybody who has pushed play on this podcast. If you push play on it in 2020, if you push play on it in 2021, or if you push play for all 89 episodes, gratitude. So much gratitude. I have a lot of goals for this pod. Some of you know them because you know me personally and we have a chance to talk on a one-on-one. But it's some shit coming for y'all this year. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta take this to the next level. And I will. That's the other thing that we have to do is we got to speak as if things are going to happen. Not, not, you know, not maybe. No, I'm going to take this to the next level. And I appreciate you for watching me and listening to me and interacting with me on Grab a Glass at the level that it currently is. Before we get started into this episode, the first episode of 2022, let's uh, let's set the stage, okay? Let's make sure we got everything that we need. I know some people might be new. Some of y'all just need a reminder because y'all don't listen. Y'all hard-headed. Number one, (laughs) grab a glass, fill it up. Whatever you like, whatever feels best, whatever makes you feel good, okay? But fill it up. Don't don't cheat yourself now unless you're drinking some shit that you really shouldn't be drinking. If you're drinking a four local, don't fill the glass up. (laughs) A four local out of a glass is nuts. (laughs) A four loco in a fucking... Very fine glass is nuts. But hey, who am I to judge? Do you? Okay, if that's what you're doing, hey, have have a blast. Definitely get some weed. Okay, you deserve it. It's the end of the year. Your, your boss don't need you to do shit. They should understand. Out of office should be on anyhow. Roll up. Pack a bowl. Okay, light a J. Whatever it is that, you know, however you get down, most definitely do that. Okay. Last but not least, you know you need a glass of water. You know your ass is dehydrated from all this bullshit you've been doing this week. <laughs> you know you're dehydrated. Go ahead and grab you a glass of water. Okay. Let's do a glass. Let's let's reject plastic this year. Okay. All this, you know, single-use plastic ain't good for us. We already got other shit going on. It's fucking shit. In Chicago, it's like 65 degrees right now. Listen, you, we can't have that. We got to do our part. So get a glass, okay? Get a glass. Everybody got what they need. Everybody good. First podcast of the year from Grab a Glass. You should be hype. Y'all should be fucking hype. Y'all hype? Let's get it. Let's definitely talk about it. So the CNN coverage of New Year's Eve was hysterical. I didn't watch it. But I kept seeing what was happening with it. On the timeline, of course. That, you know, CNN was was just fucking around. (laughs) <laughs> they had Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper up there. Them two motherfuckers was drunk as a skunk. You hear me? They was fucked up. All the way up. Andy Cohen was calling out motherfuckers like left and right. <laughs> he was taking a sh- like, yo, CNN, call me, bro. If that's what y'all going to be doing, if y'all going to be taking shots 
<laughs> and flaming people, if you can get on national television for a New Year's Eve celebration, take a shot, and then just unleash on the mayor of New York, uh, call me, y'all. I can do that. And I'll be funnier than Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. They had tweets rolling at the bottom of the screen. And the names of the people who were tweeting this shit. I don't know if it was fake. I don't know if they just weren't getting enough tweets. They had niggas like Ben Dover tweeting. They had people like Mike Oxlong. Mike Oxlong. Like, what is going on over at CNN right now? That's how y'all did New Year's Eve? That's how y'all brought the New Year in? I fuck with it. <laughs> if they just going to go, you know... Their competitor, you know, Fox News, they be doing some rogue shit too. They be acting wild. Why not? Why not CNN? But if y'all 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 need some talent over there now, let me let me get my shit off. I'll talk hella shit about these politicians and drink while doing it. I would prefer wine over whatever shots they were taking because I like to be under control. Let me ask y'all a question, and yo, hit me, okay? I I really appreciate it because. When I've been asking questions on the last few episodes, I've been getting responses from y'all. I really, really appreciate that. Please continue to do that. But what do you think would be worse? Being on national TV and being drunk off of light liquor or dark liquor? I think, I think Andy Cohen, that shit looked like it might have been white, but I think that shit might have been dark liquor. <laughs> that was definitely dark liquor energy. He went up to the camera and saw, he sized Mayor de Blasio. That was hilarious to me, and when I see creators doing that, because that's what they are, those are creators, when I see dudes doing that, crazy, crazy confidence, I love it, I love it, hopefully you had a good new year, you brought in the year well, you you got your new year's kiss, you know, whether that was from a significant other, a partner, or, you know, you kissed yourself, whatever the case may be, hopefully that was good, hopefully you have the confidence of Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper to get on TV, drunk as shit. I think Don Lemon ass was on there drunk too <laughs> and just having a blast. What else we got on this list? Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Okay, Cardi. Cardi B. Man, oh man. They coming for Cardi. Why? Let me read y'all the tweet that she put out that seems to have everybody and a mama and sister up in arms. And no, I'm not going to do it in her in her voice. I'm going to read it in mine. Nope, I think BBL before teeth. Nicka's trick on a girl with a body and a gap before they do with a bitch with a nice smile. This is These are her words, not mine. I try not to use the B word. Let's continue. Your BBL is your investment for your teeth. Plus, a BBL is anywhere from $6,000 to $15,000. Good veneers, $20,000 to $50,000. Now, let, let's talk about this. Let's... Let's talk about this. Who knew we'd start the year this way? Who knew? But I want to talk about this. And yes, this is a monologue, single voice podcast from a man. So there's some shit I'm probably going to. Oh, Jesus. I dropped my phone. Yeah, hold on. There's some things. Yeah, I drop shit. Yeah, we make mistakes. I ain't editing that out. Live with it. There's some things that I'm going to say on this podcast that, you know, just from the, the viewpoint of a man, probably come out a little strange. Cause this this can get a little tricky. Cause I'm 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 of the belief like, you know, obviously do whatever makes you happy. That's that's that is my main message. But I hate to see a woman get a BBL. 
if you got a little booty, or if your booty don't, you know, sit up high, <laughs> high water ass booty, I'm okay with that. I think that that's cute. You should be you. You should be your natural self. So just overall, when I hear that, like, you know, there's this many people, this many women who want to, like, change their bodies, I sit there and I think, well, damn, why the, f-? you know, and I don't think it's so much about them. It's about the beauty standard. It's about society. It's about a trend. It's about, you know, perceived toxic masculinity or not perceived. Maybe it's real. I don't know. I'm not a woman. I can't speak on it. But I hate to see it, though. And then I hate to see that a woman would want to get not only a BBL, but also get her teeth taken out and added and add veneers. I guess you put veneers over your teeth. They file them down, I guess. I don't know. It seems strange to me. Not just women, though. I'm, I'm, I'm saying women like, see, y'all got to keep me accountable. I'm going to keep myself accountable. Men definitely do this shit, too. Men definitely get BBLs. <laughs> I never seen one, but I'm sure they do. And men definitely get veneers for sure. But what do y'all think? Should you get, if you are going to do that, and by all means, I, I want to be very clear. I am not saying that women shouldn't, or men or women shouldn't do that. If that's if, if that's going to make you happy. If you're going to get a your butt lifted, that's what it is, right? Brazilian butt lift. If you can get a Brazilian booty lift <laughs> and, and new teeth, if that's what's going to make you happiest, by all means. But what do you think you should do first if you're going to do it? Should you do your teeth first or your ass? <laughs> Should you get your ass lifted up, you know, make sure it's not too low on your ass now, or your teeth? Well, they came for Cardi. They came for her. They said that she's not promoting body positivity, that she shouldn't be hating on people with their natural bodies, all types of shit. I'm not doing that. I just want to be clear. I want to be, I want to be crystal clear in 2022. But what I am saying is that I, I hate the fact that our society is riddled, filled with insecurity. And where that insecurity comes from, who knows? I mean, I guess we know, but there's, there's a multitude of sources of where somebody may find that insecurity. And for some of our biggest stars to do it and for them to be the model that some of these people are following, it kind of makes me sad. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to be a little vulnerable with you. It, it makes me a little upset's probably a strong word. Yeah. It makes me a little sad. I think that's the right word. Because I think that that's something that everybody's work, trying to work on. They're trying to work through. That's, that's, that's not unique to any group of people. Even some of your most confident friends and family members and acquaintances, they be insecure. They be insecure for sure. That's a fact. And I guess my thought is, and Cardi just laid it out for you. She said BBL is the investment. I ain't never heard that before. <laughs> They're talking about NFTs. Nah, BBLs. That's the real investment. She said that's the investment for your teeth. After you get the BBL, after you get the new veneers, after you get, you know, the tummy tuck, the liposuction, 
you know, the Botox. I'm not a plastic surgeon. I just pay attention. You know, I'm, I'm, la- I'm naming all this shit off the top of my head. After you get all that, do you honestly feel better? Do you? Do you feel more confident after that? I don't know. I'm not, I, I've had literally nothing done. If you can't tell, you know, this ass is, <laughs> this ass is natural. My teeth are my natural teeth. Even though I do kind of want braces. I got one tooth that I feel like is like a little, he could use some help. He's not in line with all the rest of them. But you know, that, that's after I do that, would I really be 10 times more confident? Would I feel better about myself or should I just feel good about myself in general? I'm just talking to y'all. Y'all let me know. Speaking of insecurities, y'all gonna fuck with the transition. Speaking of insecurities, insecure ended, y'all. Damn. Let's give it a round of applause, though, because five seasons, what they did, what they accomplished, incredible. What that's done for the culture, I don't mean just like outside of the show. But on the actual show itself. So what I mean by that is not just its effect on people who watched it, but the opportunities that were given to black creators, to black stylists, to the, the city of Los Angeles. All the things that Issa Rae did with this show. How viewers viewed it and how consumers consumed it. And what we were able to see from a black woman running a show and how dope it was, the clothes, the actors, the music they chose, all that. But on the business side, on the creator side, how many people got opportunities and what that's going to span, like whatever the tree, the family tree that will come off of Insecure, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. The documentary, you should definitely watch that if you haven't. It's about an hour or so. Really, really good to see. Just some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff after such a wonderful ride. Got to show love to Prentice Penny, the showrunner. Really helped Issa get this thing off the ground the way that she wanted to do it. It was just incredible. And I love how black millennials are repped. I love that. Because, you know, as far as we've seen, and obviously there's a generation behind us that are coming into their own. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But we are as far as we've ever been in terms of things like education and, you know, just different things. And it's good to see that. It's really good to see that on TV. I don't know that we've seen it yet. Really, really good show. I'm really happy that I was able to watch it. I'm, I'm blessed to even have the opportunity to watch HBO. I always talk about that. Like, little shit that we take for granted. Like, the fact that a nigga even has HBO, that's a blessing. Here, here's some... I, I gave all the flowers, right? I said everything that I really loved about it. I mean, the show is it's amazing. The last episode was written so well. Man, they really closed that up nice. Just from like a writing and a and a flow standpoint, it was really, really well put together. Now can I can I can I get some critiques? This is grab a glass. I am drinking wine. I love to start a debate. Can I give some critiques on it? Well, I'm going to, anyways. Y'all know that. I and maybe this is my toxic trait. <laughs> maybe this is my toxic trait. For a show that thrived on the reality of a chaotic life, you know, a, a life that really isn't, it felt real, definitely more real than any t- reality TV that you ever going to watch. It felt real, real situations were happening. Let's take the millennials. You didn't have friends you didn't have riffs with. Some of y'all didn't had a nigga who had a baby on you by accident or on purpose. <laughs> for a show that thrived on the reality of chaos and a life as a black millennial. They tied this shit up so beautifully nice. Everything just seemed to fall into place so perfect. I thought that was interesting. Everything kind of ended pretty neat. Spoiler alerts. Spy- spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. But just wake up, wake up. If you, if you haven't seen it, I'm about to spoil this shit for you. Nathan and Issa, like, very maturely, like, come together at the end. Like, oh, like, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for you. Hug. Everything's great. Issa and Lawrence, you know, they somehow work it out. After all that crazy shit that, they ha- that happened between them, you got to go back and watch some of the episodes. There was fucking birthdays forgotten. And first off, how do you forget anybody's birthday? <laughs> like, I don't understand that. If you're dating someone, how do you, or you're married to someone, how do you fucking forget their birthday? They, you definitely, y'all definitely been talking about it prior to the day, prior to the week of. I just, hilarious. But after all the crazy shit that happened, she cheated on him with what's his name? All that crazy shit, that shit ended up working out? And a baby came through? Wow. After all that fighting that was happening between Issa and Molly, that worked out. Kelly found a man. Molly got married to the nigga at the law firm. The nigga with the fat ass head. That nigga head big, G. <laughs> that nigga head, he's super, he's super big. Anyways, everything just seemed to fall in line perfectly. And to me, that felt a little... Eh. I loved it. It was really well done. 
the really only thing that, you know, kind of happened that felt a little, obviously a little sad, and I'll, I'll get to this now, I guess, is Molly's mom died, which was really sad. However, we didn't really even get to see a real moment with that. Obviously, she got the phone call. Again, spoiler alert, spoiler. She got the phone call, and she was very upset in class, but that, that lasted like that. I feel like we missed an opportunity to see Yvonne Orji, the woman who plays Molly, have her moment. Watched a bunch of shows recently, and we've seen kind of those opportunities for those younger actors to really act. Have that moment of like breakdown on a show where it's like, you know, two people on screen, whatever, but that person really has to deliver that moment. I don't think we got that. Y'all know I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. Because why not? This is what this is about. We're supposed to debate. We're supposed to talk about it. It doesn't change the impact. Y'all know Insecure, one of the best shows I've seen in my entire life. Last but not least, with my small critiques, again, just a creator myself, just giving y'all some shit to think about. I saw online mostly Twitter, that people were praising Insecure for not including COVID in the storyline. And the more I thought about that, especially if you watch the documentary where obviously they're filming during COVID and all the protocols, all the mask and um, all the things they had to do with makeup and in the cars that they ride in and all this shit, they're not even just masks, like the shields, like they put on your neck and it's like a fucking... (laughs) windshield in front of your face, all that stuff they had to do while filming. And then to completely ignore it on the show, I thought was an interesting choice, especially given the fact that this will be a classic no matter what. But for a lot of us, it's going to be a timepiece where we were when I thought it was an interesting choice not to include COVID basically at all in the show. If at all. And not that it should have run the storyline by any means. There's other shows that are, are going to be considered contemporary classics that it's so interwoven into the story. It is kind of like, damn, I wish I had a break from COVID. Damn, I got to turn on. This is us and see you niggas, you know, have a baby in the show and the dad can't be in the room and all this other shit. I, yeah, that's a little much. But as much as COVID has affected our communities, our black community, the Latin X community, people of color, whatever, you know under income people for COVID not to even come up at all. And this will be a show that ended in the midst of the height of a fucking resurgence of COVID. I thought that was a very interesting choice, which kind of goes back to my point of the fact that everything kind of ended pretty perfect on insecure. There, there wasn't a whole lot of mess at the end. And there wasn't any mess with COVID. Again, let me be extremely clear. This show was amazing. I loved it. I'm just giving y'all my little critiques on how my brain works. Issa Rae is going to change cinematography. Let's be clear. We did a whole episode about Issa. Not a whole episode, but you know, a big chunk of an episode about Issa Rae and how important she is not only to our culture, but to the creator's behind the camera, and on the TV screen. Kudos, kudos, kudos. What an amazing, amazing show. 
And I love that she's pushing what you should take from the show. Just be kind to yourself. Think less about the insecurities. You ain't got to rap in the mirror. Even though I definitely, you know, get some bars off in the mirror, but not like Issa. Should we get to Bouquet of Blessings? Let's do it. Let's get to Bouquet of Blessings. On to Bouquet of Blessings. I got some flowers to give out. 2022, I'm giving out flowers. I'm giving flowers to a person, group, or entity for something dope as fuck. I'm calling it Bouquet of Blessings back again. This week, it is but only right that I give the bouquet to the incomparable Betty White. 99 years old, she passed. What an incredible career. She's a philanthropist. Let's talk about her a little bit. Born in Oak Park, Illinois. Shout out to, shout out to the city. Or, you know, just south of the city. We're going we gonna, to we gonna count it. She, didn't, she wasn't raised there, but she was born there. So, we, you know, love. We're showing love. She just, her whole adult life whole adult life, just a massive creator. Life with Elizabeth. The Betty White Show was a radio show and a TV show. Mama's Family, obviously Golden Girls. Countless cameos, countless. I love hearing the story about the fact that on her show, I think it was the Betty White Show, she had a a black tap dancer and singer come on and there was pressure to take him off because the South wasn't going to like it, whatever, and she said, nah, fuck that, I ain't doing that. He stays. It's beautiful to hear about somebody who can have a career that long, a life that long, but a career that long. Be regarded at, in the highest for that long. And be on some of the most iconic shit we've ever seen. Golden Girls, which I think is probably considered her best work, or at least her most popular, most iconic work, just for, from a show standpoint. Knows no bounds, touches everybody's TV screen. It's one of those shows. It doesn't matter who you are, what your background is. Everybody and a mama and a sister and a grandmama love them some Golden Girls. Ain't no way in hell I should know Golden Girls the way that I do. But it's because my grandmother, my grandma Shirley used to watch it religiously. And it, it was just good television, great television. That could span ages. My grandmother was way older than me, obviously. And I could chuckle and laugh at it, and she loved it. All the ladies on there were amazing. But shout out to Betty White, man. Like, what an inspiration for anybody who who wants to just live a full life. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And do what makes you the happiest. She said, I ain't going into 22 with y'all. Nope. I, and y'all not going to call me no 100 years old. <laughs> I'm going to take this 99. I'm going to take it. And I'm just, you know, y'all celebrate me. And we're definitely celebrating her. For sure. Betty White, here go your flowers. Also, by the way, I want to give some love to finally Aaron. Finally underscore Aaron. You can find him on Instagram. That's the brother that did the remix, the gospel version of Thank You for Being a Friend, the Golden Girls theme song. I just, I want y'all to follow him on Instagram. That nigga funny as hell. And the fact that he did that back then and the fact that when Betty White passed, we're using that song. We're singing all over the place. I think that's super dope. Let's get to fly shit only real quick. Flash It Only is a segment of this podcast where I put you on game to the music, cinema, books, and or miscellaneous parts of the culture I'm enjoying at the moment. Listen, no music dropped. No, I didn't finish any books. I've been watching TV, but it's not really anything that, you know, I should really talk about on here, even though you guys should definitely check out Queer Eye season five or six. I don't know which one it is. It's the new season. That should be on there, but I'm not going to make that like an official Flash It Only. Let's recap 2021 real quick. Y'all saw I posted... My top 20 albums, my top three albums, and then my album of the year. Album of the year was Cleo Soul's Mother. It did sustain for that long. But let's talk about the 20 albums. At least let's list them off. Yeba, Dawn, Fire. That was almost my album of the year. Mock Ami, Pray for Haiti was incredible. Check that out. Drake, Certified Lover Boy. Again, he's going to be on there. Rick Ross, Richer Than I Ever Been, came in late. Super, super fire. Summer Walker, still over it. Yay, Donda. Lake Street Dive, obviously. That was one that I accidentally left off of Fly Shit Only in 2021 and had to. It was so damn good, I had to, in the middle of the week, break breaking news into your fucking stories and tell you about it. Tyler, the creator, call me if you get lost. I was in the top three with Yeba and Cleo Soul. Silk Sonic, an evening with Silk Sonic was just amazing. What a great collaboration. Cleo Soul's mother, like we said, top album of the year for me. Doja Cat Planet, her, holy shit, her career is going to go nuts. Y'all better watch Doja Cat, man. Adele's 30. I had a conversation recently about it. I don't know how much we dug into it. I think that Adele's 30 has some of the highest highs of music. It didn't make my top three. I think that, you know, some of the songs were whatever to me, not, not good, not bad, just you know, fine songs, but her highs, man, 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 man. Grace Weber, A Beautiful Space, the deluxe, because it includes two new songs that I think just really carried over the top. If you don't know Grace Weber, please, please push play on that. IDK's album really shocked me. I wasn't a huge fan of his, and then I listened to this album, and now I am. Snow Allegra's Temporary Highs in the Violet Skies. Incredible, incredible album. Her, Back of My Mind, What Can't She Do?, Sinead Hornet, I like saying it like that because she's British and every time someone says it, they always try to say it like that. So I try. That was an amazing album. Ready is always too late. James Blake. If you did not hear this James Blake album, I repeat, if you didn't hear it, please push play on it. Friends that break your heart is the name. Jasmine Sullivan Hotels almost made my top three. J. Cole, the offseason almost made my top three. That was my top 20 albums. I felt really good about it. I really did. But. 
Maybe it's just my personality. Maybe it's the fact that I'm a Libra and I can't decide. There were some honorable mentions I wanted to I wanted to tell y'all about on flyest shit only. Flyest shit only of 2021. Let's get into some honorable mentions. Nas, King's Disease 2. That was the last one out. Or the first one out. Whatever they say for the whatever they say for the NCAA tournament. The first one out. Damn, it almost made it. It almost did. It almost did. Nas also dropped another album. It's almost like he, that other album, I had to listen to that. And I'm like, I, it's just, it's just too much music, but it's a great problem to have. Shout out to Nas, man. Still doing it. Leon Bridges. Why don't you touch me? That almost made it. Honorable mention. Russ Chomp 2 came in late in the year. Almost made it to the top 20. Alicia Keys. Keys. Almost made it. Polo G Hall of Fame. And then the Deluxe Hall of Fame 2.0. Great album. Billie Eilish, Happier Than Ever. Wale, Florin 2. Don Tolliver, Life of a Don. Isaiah Rashad, The House is Burning. Conway the Machine almost made it. La Machina was a really, really good album. Giveon's When It's All Said and Done was really good. Let me, let me take a second and, and really highlight this one. Jam and Lewis, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, they released a compilation album this year, or I guess last year. <laughs> Jam and Lewis Volume 1, incredible. If you haven't heard it, man, you're doing yourself a disservice. Really doing yourself a disservice if you haven't heard it. Seven Streeter almost made it, honorable mention. Drunken Words and Sober Thoughts, definitely push play on that. The homie, the homie solo Sam's Principle to Die By. Principles to Die By was incredible. It almost made it. Solo Sam, shout out to you, bro. Honorable mention. Terrace Martin's Drones. As I'm looking at this list, I'm like, damn, that probably should have made it. I don't know who to kick out, but, you know, it, I did 20 albums. I could have did 21 because it was 2021. Maybe let's, honorable mention, honorable, honorable mention. Vince Staples album, which was self-named by him, Vince Staples, was my last honorable mention. Really, really good year for music in 2021. We got some heavy hitters. Praying that we get some heavy hitters in 2022. Kendrick, where you at? Rihanna, I know you're not going to drop one, but I'm going to say your name anyway. Anyways, where you at? Beyonce, you probably owe us one. Hopefully we get some music from these people. I know Kehlani, we, you, owe, you, damn, you damn sure owe us one. Sabrina Claudio, where you been, sister? Where you been, shorty? You owe us one. Just those are some of the ones off the top of my dome. Now, I didn't include EPs. I did not. Because that would have made it 10 times more difficult if I had included, included EP. So I did not include those. However, let's do some top EPs. Lucky Day, Table for Two. I can't believe that came out in 2021. It was early. That feels like eons ago. Ages ago. Really, really good EP. Tone Stiff. FWM and still FWM. Fuck with me. Apparently those were not... Uh, that wasn't an album, so I didn't include it. Even though it, it, it had it been an album, it would have been included. Same with Lucky Day's Table for Two. Those definitely would have made it in. Khalid, Scenic Drive, The Tape. It's a mixtape. Didn't include it, but really, really good project. Lauren Haregi's Prelude. I think it's only like four or five songs. Did not make it because it's an EP, but man, is she going to be on a... She is going for it in 2022, I pray. Thames. 
if Orange was a place, that's another one that would probably it would have put me in a really tough spot if I included it as an album and had to put it in the top 20. So it gets its own place here on the EP list. And last but not least, Nico Rogers took a trip. That was an EP. I play that shit every fucking day. Again is my favorite song on that. And I listed him as my top artist to watch in 2022. Of course, there's artists that are signed to major labels that we're expecting an album from. And they have all the craziest backing from these major monsters with all this money. I could have listed that one of them people, one of somebody from that sort of background as my top artist to watch in 2022. But no, I picked the homie from the crib who's doing it by himself and doing numbers and talent wise. Ain't nobody really touching him. This nigga got an ear for beats on the level of some of the best. Saying, I'm telling y'all, definitely check out Nico Rogers in 2022. That was my top artist to watch. I also have to give a apology. First off, thank you, Smitty, for pointing this out. Our last flash and only, I said that Currency's last project was called Pillow Talk 4. Incorrect. Thanks, autocorrect. When I make my list, I punch it in. I read it and then we make the graphic based on what I typed out and what I read and we didn't catch it. It's not called pillow talk for that doesn't even make any fucking sense. It's called pilot talk for shout out to currency. He's unloaded us with music over the last few years and hopefully he continues to do so in 2022. That was my flyest shit only for 2021. Like I said, nothing really dropped here at the, the top or the end of the year, whichever way you want to look at it, but I'm looking forward to doing it. I love the music. If I missed anything, if you like, yo, yo, DT, you tripping, G. You missed so-and-so. Oh, you're not fucking with, you got to let me know. Okay? Hit me up. Hit me up. Y'all know. And that concludes another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT, also known as the one and only Big Broccolini. Happy New Year, man. Episode 89. 89 episodes, 89 weeks. You know we're not missing a week. I better, I could just stop saying that, honestly. We're going to go for 90 episodes next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Really, really do. I'm having so much fun with this. It's such a blast for me. And hopefully you're having a blast too. Put yourself first. Put yourself first in 2022. Let's run it up. Whatever that means for you. Whatever that means for you, I'm here to support you. You know I'm going to be dropping flowers. You know you can hit me up on social media if you ain't got my number. At Everybody Knows DT. That's at Everybody Knows DT. And next week, next Sunday, you'll catch me here. 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time as per usual. Much love to the creators. No matter your flavor, may God forever be in our favor. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.